You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the T-Shay Show. I am your host, Tika. And today we have a special guest that's coming on the show a little bit later during the show. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Yep, it's going pretty good. It's really messy out. I mean, it's better than it was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, you know, and it's certainly better than it is in Texas. Yes. (laughs) That's why I couldn't wait to get to the studio to talk to you about that. Because I'm like, I know if I ask Dave, he's going to tell me everything about what's going on in Texas. And listen, um, we have... Uh well we had a lady that was um supposed to come on the show Saturday but Martha Reese you know she's a motivational speaker she lives in Texas and she was flying in to come on the show and um she can't because she snowed in and it's so bad uh, she had yeah. to cancel I told her we'll reschedule so I'm hoping everything gets better for you out there Martha. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's I mean, there are still I think the last thing I saw was 500,000 people uh, without power uh, still in Texas. It was a million as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm trying to make sure that your video is actually up and running. Um, it's it's absolutely nuts. I mean, I, I don't even know uh, why are you being problematic? Me? No, not you. No, the video is being weird. Uh, eh, keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out and make sure we're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you know, they're without power. Then the banks are down. Everything are, is down. You know. Well, yeah. So I mean, the weird thing is, and this is one of those like, be careful what you wish for because it can backfire on you. Um, so Texas is quite literally the only state in the nation um, that is not connected to the centralized national power grid because uh, Texas wanted to be all independent and be Texas. Okay. Uh, so cute, uh, but then when you're not under on the national grid, then you're not technically under federal oversight. They have warned people bajillions of times that they didn't have things winterized. They didn't have the right equipment. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. Uh, and so go figure everything that they warned them was going to happen, happened. Uh, and so, you know, they bought the wrong wind turbines, you know, to generate energy from wind. Okay. Uh, and so, and they were like, oh, and it's so funny to watch people try to blame people. They're like, oh, well, you know, the wind turbines suck. No, you bought the wrong ones. You know, that's like, you know, if you buy the wrong, you know, piece of equipment for your car, you can't be mad at the person you bought it from. You bought it, um, you know, and so, you know, because, I mean, there are wind turbines in Antarctica that work just fine. Yeah. And it's a lot colder there than it is in Texas. Um, you had the lines that bring the, natu- the uh, natural gas to the power stations froze. The water pipes that were bringing the water to cool the nuclear reactors froze. So they've had to shut everything down. Um, they're, I think the last, the, the last stat I saw, saw that they were running at like 5% of energy production capacity. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I said, you know, you had like a million people that were out of power, uh, and people died, you know, cause I mean, they were yeah. days in sub freezing temperatures that happens. Now, my question is this. First off, 
Was this the first time that this happened? Like they had this uh, terrible weather, terrible type of weather, there were a blizzard there. Was this the first time that, that that this has happened to them in history? I mean, it's the first time in a long time okay. that, that you've had a storm like this in Texas. I mean, you know, Texas doesn't normally. I mean, Texas gets freezing temperatures, but, you know, coupled with a storm like this and everything else, um, it, it's kind of a one-two punch that they weren't really ready for. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. But I mean, it's you know, it might be it might be the first time, but it probably won't be the last, you know, and and it's, you know, the problem is you've got, like I said, so instead of being under like federal oversight and that kind of stuff, you had private businesses that were running, you know, the components of the power grid. And I I think if nothing else, capitalism has now taught us that, no, if there's money to be made, people don't care about repair upgrades and maintenance they care about making money and they put shit off as long as they possibly can uh and that's exactly what's happened here i mean you know it kind of you know as as messed up as things can be here in michigan at least we're not texas that's what i said too you know and then you have a lot of people that want to move away move here move there and you have all these natural disasters that occur in all these different places, and it makes it seem like Michigan isn't that bad. Uh, you know, I've always said, why live where the earth doesn't want you? Because, uh, you know, you've got, you know, Florida, the hurricanes, they get destroyed. Yes. Uh, you know, California, if it's not fires, it's quakes. If it's not quakes, it's mudslides. If it's oh, not mudslides, it's earth sli- It's mud. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, like Michigan, you know, we don't get. Yeah, we get snow. But I mean, like, dude, this snow. When's the last time you remember us getting this much snow in one snowfall? I mean, it's been years. It's been years. You know, it is. We haven't had snow like this in quite some time. Um, and, you know, and I do. I mean, I remember heavy snowfalls, you know, from years ago or, you know, even when I was a kid and that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's. It's been relatively mellow, you know, and so, you know, our our summers aren't too terrible. You know, our, you know, it's not like, I mean, dude, go to Minnesota where it's routinely like minus 30. Good luck with that. Um, you know, where people I my whole thing is I've always said I don't want to live anywhere where I have to plug my car in. Are you familiar with that concept? No. In the places where it gets super cold, even if your car is in the garage, um, like in South Dakota and, and Minnesota and, a lot, and even in Wisconsin and a lot of places, um, they have basically a warmer uh, that uh, integrates into your car uh, and you essentially plug your car – you plug your car in overnight to keep that heater warming to keep your engine from freezing solid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I, yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. I'll pass on that yeah. too, no, Dave. Good. So, but, yeah, you know, but, you know, but then again, you know what? I don't like – like I'm – like I'm better with cold than I am hot. Like I, you know, I, I'm, if it gets above like 75, I start getting cranky. Um, but like I dude, I can put on another sweater or I can put on a fleece. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it is what it is. Um, hot, you could take off a shirt. Hot you just can. so yeah, you can only get so naked. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You only can get so naked. <laughs> you know, and you know, and it's you know, and it's just like it just like heat, I feel like cold at least wakes you up. Um, heat just sucks the life right out of you. Mm. Like it just like I, I feel like heat or at least it does with me, like heat makes me tired. Um whereas cold at least snaps me awake. What about the cold mess with your bones? It, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not saying go out and sit in a snowbank for three hours. <laughs> um, but you know, like, but I mean, even just you know, walking around downtown or something like that. Yeah, it's a little brisk, and if the wind's blowing, 
it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll still take that over walking around in 90 degree heat and 90% humidity. No, thanks. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I will never forget. I was in Miami on business once and it was in February and like I woke up and I rolled over and turned on, I was in the hotel and I turned on the, turned on the news and it was like seven o'clock in the morning and it was already 86 degrees with like 98% humidity or something stupid like that. And I was just like, why do people live here? Like, this is like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's like, that's the weather that, I mean, that truly just sucks the life out of you. Like I went to, uh, like I lived in DC before I moved out here and people forget that like DC was built on a swamp. Uh, and so like every day between about May and October, it's like a neck and neck race between heat and humidity as far as who's going to hit a hundred first. And so I went down with some friends a few years ago in July cause they wanted to like, they wanted to see the whole 4th of July thing and, and all that stuff in the nation's capital. And so we went, and I was like, look, like, be ready. Like, summer there is not like summer here. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's oppressive. Like, the humidity, like, literally is a physical force. And they thought I was kidding. And we got there, I think we pulled into the hotel at like 1130 at night or something. So it wasn't that bad. But like, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock the next morning, you know, like we, you know, <laughs> of course, we were at the bar having Bloody Marys in the hotel. And then, and then like, as soon as we're walking outside, as soon as the double doors opened to the outside and that wave of heat and humidity, it literally knocked one of my friends like phys- like he literally took a step back. Oh. He was like that. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, dude, it's that's heat. That's humidity. <laughs> that's what I was warning you about that you didn't listen to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Especially like I like the heat, though, if I have water, you know what I'm saying? Like if I could swim or go to a beach or something like that, I'm cool. And if I have air. I don't like. To be cold, like I really don't. Yeah, see, like, I, and here's the I weird thing: like, I I have a pool, but I'm not like really a pool guy. It it's more like for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, but like even that, like, okay, yeah, you're you're fine while you're in it, and then as soon as you get out, the heat just starts sucking the life out of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like I think, yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm definitely an air conditioning guy. I'm the you know, if if it's seventy five out, my air is usually set at like seventy two, just to take the edge off. Okay, seventy two is <laughs> not bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't keep it like at sixty. But that's what I'm doing. But anywho, what casinos you like to go to, Dave? Um, I'm, I'm not much of a casino guy, uh, just because I have an insanely addictive personality. And it wasn't helped. (laughs) So (laughs) laughably, my 27th birthday, I was in Niagara Falls. Okay. And the person I was with developed a migraine. Uh, And so I just went out by myself at like 11 in the morning and just went roaming around. And I wound up in the casino. And it's 11 in the morning, so there's not many people there. And I wound up at the roulette table. And I was like, all right, I've seen this in all the movies and that kind of crap. Explain it to me. And so he explains like the numbers and the corners and the canyons and the valleys and the this and the that and everything. And uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to tell you what. I'm like, I'm 20. It's the 27th. It's my 27th birthday. Let's put 20 bucks on 27. Go. And I won. And that's like 35 to one. So I won $700. It was crazy. Uh, And so and, and that like. And that was like, I couldn't lose that weekend. And it's like, that's the thing. Like I had such a good experience my first time messing around in a casino that it's almost like, it's almost like with drugs, like you're always chasing that first high. Uh, I th- like, I think I wound up, I was up like five grand. 
by the end of the weekend. Wow. Um, just because I just kept randomly winning at crap. And you were in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And so, like, I, I like took it. There to gamble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, you know, I've like I've hit Motor City, I've hit MGM, I've hit Greektown. Um, you know, because I've you know friends do stuff there. We've done some of our networking events and those kind of thing in, in those places. Um, I, yeah, I mean, but like, especially like, I mean, I haven't been inside one in over a year. Obviously, with everything going on, um, but you know, I'm I'm curious. I have been seeing a lot of friends that are diving into the whole gambling via apps now. Uh, now that I online gaming, that. now that online gaming is a thing, and I'm also watching a lot of friends get screwed, or you know, or just not paying attention and and realize, not realizing that oh yeah, you know, yeah, you get two hundred dollars free, but that's only if you're putting in like fifteen hundred dollars, really? uh, or only if you do it. So I mean, it, you know, they're just not paying attention to. This. So I mean, that's and that's the thing. I mean, there's there's a reason why the the house always wins. Like the like the that that's just the, a thing. I mean, casinos. I remember years ago we were talking about how each of the casinos averaged over a million dollars. I think was it a week? Can't remember if it was a week or a month in profit. Okay. Um, I mean, either way, even if even if that's only a month, even if it was every month, that's still a lot. Right. Um, I mean, like there's there's a reason why casinos exist. Um, they're not there because they give away money. Uh, you know, they're, they're there, be, you know, they're there and they grow and they expand because they rake in a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think it's rigged? Um, no, I mean, it's all, they're not rigged. It's just, it's statistics and probability. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, if you understand odds, I mean, you understand, you know, it's kind of like the lottery. The lottery isn't rigged. Um, but you know, the running joke is the lottery is attacks on people that are bad at math. Um, you know, cause the odds are so significantly against you winning the lottery that, yeah, if you win, great, there's a huge payout. But what are the odds of that happening? 300 and some odd million to one. Um, you know, it's, it's like roulette, you know, there are, you know, yeah, if you bet black versus red, you got a 50, 50 chance of being right. That's, you know, that's a coin toss. You know, you bet the canyons where it's like the, you know, it's one through 12, 13 to 24, 25 to 36. You've got a 33% chance of winning. You know, you start talking about, you know, the, so, I mean, it's it understanding where those, where the statistics and probability lie. Um, it's, it's not that they're rigged. It's that they're designed to take your money. You know, that's, that's their function and that's their purpose. I mean, like, you know, you, there's no such thing as a truly random anything. Uh, you know, like, I mean, like slot machines, you know, people, and that's the thing, you know, because the people that win at like, you know, whether it's poker or whatever, like, okay, you find out it's because they know how to count cards. They know how to, you know, do something that changes the odds in their favor. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, casinos are there to basically, you know, the games are, yeah, they're called games of chance for a reason. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You broke it down. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you broke it down about the casinos. I think I'll stay away from them. I mean, like I said, it, they're fun. And as long as you walk in with it, as long as you walk into them with the mindset of, you know, I'm bringing X amount of dollars I, right. to lose. And I might as well, you know, and I and I'm comfortable. I, I'm just as comfortable walking in here with it as I would have been standing out here on the sidewalk and lighting it on fire. Yeah. Like because it, it's going to be gone either way. Right. You know, so you just have to be ready. That that's going to be a thing. And if you win, that's something great. Right. And, and that's the, that's the other thing is, you know, again, don't keep chasing it. Like and that's the thing. There are. 
there are variables when it comes to like, especially with cards, because like, you know, as cards move through the deck and, you know, because they, they run with like six shoes on a lot of things and yada, yada, yada. I mean, there are there are things that change those statistics and probability figures. Um, and so, like, you know, they say, you know, hey, when you start noticing that you're getting, you know, there are certain times where you should always bet heavy, um, where, you know, if, if things are just kind of going normally, you keep your bets light. Um, when you notice things are start those those stats are starting to line up in your favor, bet heavier. And then when you if you win when you're betting heavier, that's when you walk away. Don't start the. I'm up two grand, so now I have another $2,000 to lose. Nah, man, you're up two grand. Walk away. Right. Go do something else with that money. Like, what's, why would you want to give it back to them? Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the trap that a lot of people fall into is even when they do get up, they stay until they're back down because they, they, it's that emotional high and they want to keep chasing it and they want to they try to stay. And it's not. It's, it's not a plateau. It's a roller coaster. Um. <laughs> Not really. I mean, my my hip hop era is like eighty two to about ninety four, okay. um, and and then I just I really stopped listening because it turned into garbage. Um, okay, so who's your favorite hip hop artist? Oh, out of ninety four, out of the early nineties, so from like ninety to ninety. Oh, God, early nineties. See, I, and this is why I always say that because that entire like ten to twelve years just kind of blurs. I mean, dude, like my like dude, like e like EPMD, KRS One, Public Enemy. Um, I mean, like obviously you've got you know the Biggies, the Tupacs, uh, you know, and those guys. You know, you've got NWA. Um, you know, and and that's the thing. Like to me, I always look for, and this is why I say they kind of turn it kind of turned into garbage because, dude, it used to be it, it and it, and it's coming back to some degree. But it, it there used to be a message, and there used to be a meaning. And you know, like and I think I, I think it was Chris Rock that has the whole shtick about you know I can defend fight the power. I can defend you must learn. I I can't defend. Move, bitch! Get, get out, out the, the way. way. I, like I, I can't. Like okay. I, I, I can't defend that as art. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I did. Like I remember, you know, and, and especially as me, you know, a super Caucasian teenager in friggin' New Hampshire, okay. um, listening to NWA, listening to Public Enemy, and listening to, you know, and 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 getting that perspective that you know I didn't have in my day to day life, and 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 you know, and then and of course MTV, and you know, seeing you know, kind of the clips from the videos and that kind of stuff. I mean, that was, that was eye opening, you know, uh, you know, like, it, like I, dude, like iced tea, it's still to this day, it still cracks me up that the man who performed the song <laughs> cop killer, uh, it has been playing a cop on law and order SVU for the past 15 years. Uh, that, that just makes me laugh. Uh, um, that's iced tea. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I say. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean like, you know, God, I'll still, I, <laughs> I still own the soundtrack from the movie Colors. Um, you know, that was one of my all-time faves. Uh, you know, that's something I'll find on, you know, these internet-controlled jukeboxes and play every now and then. And people are like, what the hell is this? I'm like, just shut up and listen. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, and then after that, I mean, and then after that, I kind of, like I said, because hip-hop started getting weird um, and became much more about the posturing and the puffery and the, you know, hey, look what I got, look yeah, at all that kind of stuff. about... 
hip hop. Right. So I went, I, you know, and that's when I started paying more attention to like, you know, I, I went more dancey and poppy and, and that kind of stuff. And just, okay. you know, you know, looking for club tunes. Okay. I mean, plus, and you know, the, the 90, you know, that's, I'm, I'm in my, er, my early to mid twenties, you know, and so that's, you know, I'm hitting bars and that kind of stuff. And yeah. so that's, yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you worked with anybody from MTV or, you know, I mean, we've had people through the studios. Yeah. Really? Um, I mean, one of the guys that uh, has done a show with us forever, uh, Tony green, love him. Uh, you might know him as T money green. Okay. Um, you know, he did a lot with death row records. I mean, he worked with, you know, he's done, you know, he still does jam sessions with the guys from P funk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's got a deep catalog <laughs> of stuff that he's done. Um, and and it's fun. Like he's one of the people that I love sitting down and talking music history with because he like, dude, it's just I, that's just a great time to just sit and let him talk okay. and and just absorb. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Now, um, have you ever kept up with like the conspiracy theory of Tupac and Biggie? Um, I didn't really. Ke- I don't know what's developed lately. I mean, I know there's always been a conspiracy yeah. theory about it and, and all that kind of stuff. And I guess there's a new, is it Netflix that's dropping? I believe so. The show. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm so addicted to Netflix documentaries. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> there's just so many good ones. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not like, I usually take, I, I, I almost have zero tolerance for conspiracy theories anymore. Really? Um, yeah. Why? Just, well, well, the ones that are like completely dumb, like the like the Earth is flat people, I have no time for them. Yeah. Um, the all that QAnon stuff, uh, you, no, I got no time for you. Um, but like like I said, there's but some of them, uh, like you know the whole Tupac and Biggie thing. There's some meat there. Like there's like the, there's. It's possible that they might have been queued up to get gunned down. Um, it's possible. That you Pac- said queued up. Yeah, it's po- it's possible that Pac might have faked his own death to just vis- I, to just disappear. Um, you know, it's you know, and it's funny. I was just I, I have an 11 year old kid, and he's still trying to convince me that Juice World is still alive. Um, and and it, because he just faked his own death to get away from everything, I'm like, he's like a 22 year old kid that nobody knew. Like right. that, that it, it, it's, no, he wasn't Tupac. Get, right. get get out of here. That's that's what he's trying to do is mm-hmm. be the no. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it, it's interesting, you know, and then you, you know, you hear some of the shit like, uh, you know, some of the stuff that Suge pulled with, you know, Death Row or not Death Row. Yeah. Death Row Records, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and some of the animosity there and, you know, and it's, and that's the other thing, you know, it's, it's almost like hip hop for a long time has been like sports. And I think it's why sports lost some of its luster to me, like the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Like there was some real animosity there. I remember it being animosity. And, and, but now like everybody's friends and okay, fine. But you know, it's like when I see sports player, if I see players from opposing teams, like hugging before the game and that kind of shit, I'm like, man, when I was a kid, you wanted to beat the hell out of your opponent. I don't care. Like you never saw like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson hugging before a game. You never saw, you know, that, that like that shit didn't happen. <laughs> you said that shit didn't happen. No, that shit didn't happen. But like now you've got, you know, 
whoever you know, pick you know pick a player you know coming out and hugging you know the opposing center before the game or or trading jerseys with each other and that dude, you know that how are you supposed to work up venom to fight somebody if they're your friends 10 minutes before tip off like that that's just dumb um but yeah so like i said i mean and to me i, th- I think some of that some of that watered down hip hop too. Um, you know, I think, and some of it, you know, after Tupac and Biggie went down, some people realized that shit might need to cool down a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, what I think. And, and, and maybe we shouldn't be so hot headed, um, which fine, great. Um, but, you know, I, I, th- I think it took something away from it. I think so too. Because it's like now the rappers are kind of watered down a little bit. I mean, let's be real. I'm not gonna say it, but no, but let's I be mean, real. The who, content isn't the same. Who had the best diss track, dude? Eminem dissed MGK so hard he changed genres. Mm-hmm. Like Machine Gun Kelly isn't even a rapper anymore. He's out here. Like I don't know if you've seen him. He looks like Machine Gun Karen. He's doing like he's like a rock pop thing now. And granted, he's also he's also banging Megan Fox, which. I mean, good for him. She's super hot. Mm-hmm. But, like, Eminem nailed him so hard to the wall that he left rap entirely. Right. And, like, and you don't, I said, you don't see a lot of that these days. Um, and, and I think that's the part of it is you get kids like that that try to go after the old guns um, because they think that's how they build a name for themselves. And they don't understand who they're messing with. when they like. It worked for 50 Cent. I mean, did it? I mean, it did where, because he. Where 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 is he these days? I mean, he <laughs> he has power. Um, he's doing a lot, you know. Power Ghost Book has a few artists. He's probably doing a lot of other stuff we don't know about. <laughs> uh, what else? He's doing something else on BT. Um, it comes on late night. But anywho, I just I yeah I mean I remember when he was like doing stuff with Effin because uh, the, yeah, the vodka, the vodka. yeah that was did the, he come here the oh yeah yeah there was a, there was a couple of events here and that was the running joke was he was doing those because he was effing broke that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um, but no I mean it's like I said I mean you you just it it's funny to me that that that's how like you you see like these people that nobody has ever heard of before you know i want i want to challenge so and so to a versus battle kid nobody knows you yeah the, the like, versus thing is like, hot now nobody cares about you like like we'll yeah we'll you know what we'll just sit back and watch them verse an empty chair like that'll be fine like mm-hmm. we'll, i just listen to that person's set and we'll be good you don't need to be there mm-hmm. you are you you do not deserve to be in the same room with them um and th- like i said and, and i think that's that's part of it is like everybody's looking for that quick social media pop and you know, trying to and trying to get like cred and 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 get followers and get you know make a name for themselves that way instead of just putting out good music like that like how like maybe if your shit sucked less more people would like you. But <laughs> far as with the social media now, that's their way of putting it out there. You know, it is, but I mean, it also backfires because you know you're you're seeing more and more. 
God, I, forget, I think it was the uh, there was some study that just came out that that a friend of mine had linked to, um, and I think it was something like sixty percent of people that identified as liberal and like 80 something percent of people that identified as conservative um, believe that social media does more harm than good um, or and that and that the vast majority of what you see on there is fake. And I mean, and, and I know that I mean, and, and that's the thing, like once you realize, I mean, there's a reason why I call it fake book. Like nobody's posting their trials and tribulations on Facebook. They're they're posting their selfie moments. They're posting their you know you know their their posture moments. Um, like you know I, I there are and I was I was just having this conversation over the weekend. There are four couples that based on and I'm friends with each of them on Facebook. Okay. Um, you'd have thought they were just the happiest couples in the entire free world and life was good. Um, come to find out all four of them are going through divorces or are about to be, mm. um, cause nobody puts that shit out there. Nobody, you know, nobody, everybody wants to hide their struggle. Um, you know, which is dumb. I mean, that's, it, it just makes no sense. Um, yeah. Well, people want to hide their struggles because, you know, maybe some people, because, you know, what good is it putting it out there? It just gives other people something to talk about. So they'd rather do that in private. True. But maybe it also gives someone out there the opportunity to reach out and help, you know, or because I mean, that's and, and I think that's the issue is, you know, the concept of a friend on Facebook um, has kind of gotten lost. Uh, you know, in fact, I went through, I do my, my little stupid trick that I use is those daily birthday reminders that Facebook sends you. Mm-hmm. That's how I figure out who to get rid of. That's who I unfriend. Uh, I mean, not all of them, but like if like a birthday reminder pops and I have no idea who the hell they are bye. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why I added you. I don't remember why I added you. I don't know. Where you, nope. Bye. Um, because <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the thing because you know, it's, you know, Facebook is supposed to be about, you know, keeping in touch with friends and family and that kind of stuff. It's yeah. not, dude, none of you know 5,000 people. None of you. None of you have so 5,000 friends. So they get the followers from? Oh, just, just, okay. They just add except, everybody. Except, yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous. I, You know, I get a little mm-hmm. paranoid when I get those type of friend requests that I don't have any mutual friends. I don't share any mutual friends. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. Those are bots. Yeah, no, thank you. That's what I said. I said, no, thank you. Delete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for no. a person to have 5,000 friends, I think their account has to be hacked. Like, no, has to go on. So, I mean, I, in fact, I'm on my second Facebook profile now because my f- original Facebook profile, I used to play a lot of the stupid, like, games on Facebook, like Mafia Wars and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of things that you have to be friends with people in order to do. Okay. And I hit 5,000. And it only took me, like, four months. Okay. And it was crazy. Um, but then I did. I realized that I wasn't seeing the this, people you knew. Yeah. I wasn't seeing the stuff from like my friends. And, so I bailed on that, created a new Facebook profile, migrated my actual friends and family over to that. And, and then off I went, um, you know, and I'm trying to be more careful about this one. Um, and there are, I mean, there are like, there are like, we used to be heavily involved with a local professional wrestling circuit. Um, but I mean like that ended three years ago and I'm still cleaning out people from that era cause I don't see them anymore. I don't talk to them anymore. Why do I need to know about their lives? Why do they need to know about mine? Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, and that's the thing I do. I I think people are a little, cause people are so concerned about 
a number, like who's got the most friends, who's got the most followers, who's got the most this, who's got the most that, when it, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, and if I, a meme that a friend of mine posted last night is perfect. Like, it doesn't matter. The number of friends doesn't matter. It's the number of friends that matter. Right. Like, that's, yeah. Or it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not your number of friends that matter. What matters is, yeah, having a few friends that matter or something like that. Um, the and, amount of people you know, or I don't yeah. know. But I but, get what you're Yeah, so I mean, it's like the, you know, and it's funny because like I have this conversation, I've had this conversation, so my daughter's 13 and I've had this conversation with her before where, you know, she she was all upset about something one day. She's like, Dad, you know, I don't really have a lot of friends like you. And I was like, so? And she's like, well, like you do. I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, you do these events with like, you know, hundreds and thousands of people. And I'm like, those aren't friends. Like yeah. when you hear me talk about me being out doing something, who do you hear me talk about? And she was like, oh, well, like there's Mr. Bob and, there, and there's like three. And I'm like, exactly. Those, those are my friends. friends. Like everybody else is an acquaintance. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, if you find like one really good friend, you count yourself lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can, you can have a bajillion acquaintances, but they ain't going to care about you. You ain't going to care about them. And, and that's fine. And again, that's fine because everybody, everybody has a place in the hierarchy of your life, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, and, and the other part of it is I have a friend of mine that's, you know, <laughs> such a cute little ball of fluff. She's all like 26 years old. Um, and she was bitching one night. She's like, Dave, she's like, you know, I, I can't like all the friends that like I used to go to the bar with and everything else. They're like, you know, they're just kind of like fading away and drifting away. And yet and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, you're married now. Like you guys bought a house. Like you're, you're trying to focus on that. You know, you're, you're, you're growing up. You're not supposed to have all the same friends that you had from high school. You're not supposed to have, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, they say like, you know, like every 10 years, every body or every cell in your body is, is redone, is renewed, um, over the course of 10 years. And it's kind of the same way with your friend circle. Um, you know, if you are still hanging out with the entire same group of people that you hung out with 10 years ago, odds are good you're doing something wrong. Um, and yeah, there are exceptions like, you know, yeah, there are the four or five guys that I've known for, you know, 20 years. Great. Do we hang out every day though? No. Um, you know, there are newer people that have stepped into that role. Um, you know, when those four or five of us all get together, yeah, it's a blast and it's great and it's, you know, it's a great time, but they're not my day to day close connections. And you can reminisce with those five, you know, people that you may have right. grown up with, but I completely understand because, you know, if you, you're not growing if you're hanging exactly. out with the same people mm-hmm. that you were hanging out with, uh, you're in high school mm-hmm. when you were in high school. Yeah, because you shouldn't be interested in the same things you were. In. You shouldn't be doing the same thing. I mean, you, you you should grow up at some point, <laughs> and that doesn't mean you know. And and grow up not in a negative way. Like I've always said, get older, but don't get old. Um, you know, like dude, I still love doing dumb shit. Like we all do. That's just part of the fun. Right. Um, you know, but be doing that with different people. Have new and different adventures with new and different folks. Mm-hmm. Totally and oh look it's snowing again great i know great <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed to get another blizzard uh no i think i saw like maybe another couple inches yeah. uh but eh, whatever gives me an excuse to fire up my snowblower again yeah well <laughs> we have here one uh tree and cure studios coming okay and you know he makes movies he uh, made Love of Fate. That was yeah. a series. So, hello.
can sit right here. I should. You're late. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. How was your drive? Uh, it wasn't bad for me. I have a truck, but there was a lot of people driving really slow. Okay. So, I guess I can put it on the back of the ranch, you know. More people coming? Nope. Just me? Yes, just you. Oh, man, I'm scared. Welcome to the T-Shay Show, Mr. Tregan. T-Shay Show. Yes. I apologize for being late. That's okay. <clears throat> so, um, tell us, tell my viewers, what is it that the uh, Tregan Cure Studio does what is it that you do what is your area expertise well we um actually we do everything we do t-shirts <laughs> key okay. change everything but uh um, professional headshots uh a lot of entertainment uh figures come through you know what i mean um <clears throat> videos movies music videos um we just had uh darren brown come through with the artist uh chloe and just did a nice uh, music video in there. So it's a, it's a full-service studio. Okay. What <clears throat> movies have you done? Well, for me, mine are Love of Fate 1 and 2. I worked on Stomp the Yard. I worked on Takers. Um, had a little little job with Transformers when they was here. Okay. You know? So, I, you know, I've been around a little bit. All right. What motivated you to start uh, getting into that um, movie production industry? Well, I was already there as a photographer. Okay. I've been a photographer for, uh, you know, 30 years. So I've been, <clears throat> you know, doing actors, actresses, headshots, uh, you know, models, magazines. I was always entertainment anyway, so it was, it was like a natural progression. Okay. What magazine um, have you done? What company? Man, I used to do, um, I used to get Girls for King, Black Men, Smooth. That's probably before your time. Yeah, that yeah. is. I'm like, what is, young. okay. But you're that's fine. Young, you, know? <laughs> you know, your little babies. I mean, <laughs> remember all that stuff. But that's like the in the 90s. Okay. Because you, know? you was born like, what, 95, 96? Something mm. like that. So, yeah. Something like probably, that. You probably don't realize, remember all that. You know, mm -hmm. you know the, the golden era of, of the, I guess, internet model. You know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, have you worked with any well-known rappers or anything like that here? Or not even here? Well-known rappers, um, we caught a lot of people, like um, like Bow Wow when he was young. Um, what's the guy of power? I can't think of his name. You know what I'm talking about. Which one? I can't. His Tariq? name is not Tariq. The uh, he's a singer. The one fifty cent got into it with. Oh him. yeah, I know yeah. who you're talking right. about. Ratimi, yes, Ratimi. Yes, yeah, we shot. He's shot always him. into some trouble. Always into some trouble. I mean, there's a lot of people. You know, like I said, I did. Uh, I've done Maxwell. You know, you saw the Idris Elba shoot. You know, Robin Thicke. Okay. Bob. It's it's been a lot. It's been quite. So you've been pretty busy over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just stay hidden. Just do my thing and leave. You know, I'm not a. I don't even have a lot of stuff posted on my social handles. Yeah. You know? um, I'm like you know, if you know me, you know. What you do, right, if you right. don't, you pretty much low key. It kind of feels corny because I maybe because I'm older that you know the it's like people now post everything. They do post just everything. We were just having everything. <laughs> it's just like it's never been even like you know the earlier days of um, you know really social media just was never something I did it was like ooh I did this today okay you know and it's it kind of feels corny like I say to to do that all the time you know 
Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. But I wouldn't say, but that's the, that's, I wouldn't say that's corny. I would say that's promotion. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that, you, when you're doing stuff like that, you want to promote it. I mean, you know, so you could promote it yourself. Yeah, I'd say for me, it's, you know, for me, I get it, you know, as far as, you know, when you want to get something, you know, out there, you, you pound the, the internet, you know, streets. You it. said the internet streets. <laughs> the internet streets with your message, you know. It's just like I said, that's not how, you know, it's kind of like a, um, I said I came from the if you know, you know. Okay, you, you come from that. Okay. Right. You know, it's the reason why somebody called me and said, hey, we need you to shoot Idris Elba. It wasn't nothing. Not, it wasn't no flyers, no business cards, none of that. It was because I'm in a certain circle. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different level of promotion of who you are when you don't have to do that. You know, not mm-hmm. having a business card necessarily or anything like that. So that's where I come from. Okay. So to, to start, you know, every time I do something, here's somebody getting their makeup done. Here's somebody. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just felt kind of uncomfortable for me. Okay. I need to hire somebody to do it for me, right? Yeah, you should. I mean, you know, but if you don't need it, you don't need it. Um, but it could get you out there more, you know, for like the younger generation to really right, know right, right, right. what's going on with you, you know? Right, right, right. But, you know, I um I was following you on social media and I was impressed about uh, some of the pictures and all of that you took, I thought. And then I watched Love of Fate. Um. I think that the audio was good on that. I thought the filming was, you know, the camera angles. I thought that was pretty dope. I had to fix my audio. Um, I had some slight audio issues. It wasn't like me. It was like, um, say, like we're in this room now and you hear that. Mm -hmm. I had that. And so, you know, because some people couldn't turn the heater off or air conditioner off. So it was more like a. That's the best part about these mics. They don't hear it. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, my first, that was my first rodeo with doing it because, you know, I did most of the sound and filming and catering and, stuff. you know, I did pretty much everything. everything. Wow. So if you look at the picture, you see, like, most of the time it's just me on set. It's just me. I set all the lights up and the location. So how long does something like that take for one person to do? It doesn't take me long because I know what I want to do. I have the equipment for it. So if I need, you know, a five-point light set up or a three-point or whatever, I just come in and set it I, already, I already have it in my head what I want. <clears throat> so all they have to really do is come in and know their lines. And, you know, a scene for us is probably maybe four to six hours. Okay. On the top end. How long, is that, long does it take to shoot a movie? Uh, Depends on a lot of things. I mean... It, you know, a movie can take two weeks. It could take two years. You know, it could be, <laughs> you know, depending on, you know, budgeting, you know, people av- people's availability and things like that. So okay. it doesn't take me that long if you, uh, you know, put it all together. I do so much other stuff. I kind of shot these two. I can't say in my spare time. Okay. But kind of. What, the love of fate? Mm-hmm. Like okay. shooting both of them. Yeah. <clears throat> the first one took a little longer. I say it was my first time, you know, doing stuff like doing anything, a project by myself, you know. So it took a little longer, but part two was more like, you know, okay, take that long. Yeah. Um, did you go to school for photography? Did you go to school for directing films or anything like that? I went to school for advertising and marketing. Really? Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I don't market. So, <laughs> maybe you got a secret sauce to marketing to where you don't have to. Uh, uh, hey, man. Promote know. your stuff on social media. I I, I try. You see, sometimes I say, "Hey, you know, such and such in the studio," or okay. you know, I, I try. You know, okay. I, I just it's just and 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 other photographers that's from 
my era, a lot of them feel the same way. That's why you don't know a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot of new guys. that's really you know, they out here. They yeah. hot. You know, they hot. You know, Steven. Steven used to be uh in the same studio. Um, you know, we got Q11, uh, Tazon. It's, it's some it's some young people out here. You know, that's really you know <clears throat> doing some good work. Okay, so are you um, easily accessible to like newcomers? You know, maybe new people that's trying to kick off a series or even, you know, new models that maybe want to get some photography done. Are you open to that or you just like you don't have the time? Yeah. If if, if somebody hits me up, like, hey, you know, I'm such and such and I'm trying to do X, Y and Z. And, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, try to make some time. You know, it's, it's not a I'm not, you know, up here. Okay. I just don't promote like I'm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm still just, you know, right down the street. You know what I mean? So, it's you know. Well, that's what's know. up, Trigan. Um, how can our viewers get in contact with you? Like through social media? Uh, do you your business? Uh, I have a website, TriganCareStudios dot com. Okay. Y'all probably won't know how to spell that. T r e a g e n k i e r Studios dot com. Okay. Um. And it's the same for Facebook, Trading Care Studios. Same for Instagram, except it's Trading Care Studios 1. Somebody took my Trading Care Studio. Oh, did you get an LLC? Isn't that the worst? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, social media is just, you know. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, that's the Instagram. I also have Rockstar Visual and Indie Sizzle. Indie, Indie Sizzle is where um, we promote other people's projects. Okay. If you go to Instagram, what type of projects? Just whatever. Whatever. Mostly, mostly film. Okay. But whatever, you know, um, like our sponsors and stuff like that, and you know, people that um, have boutiques and things like that. Just whoever is in the circle. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show. You know, I wish I could. We could have spent more time with you today, but it's okay. She's like, can you be here by five (laughs) thirty? Like, let's see, I have to take a shower. <laughs> I have to throw on some of these old clothes, you know. So, yeah, that was cool. That was good. We got to do it again. Yeah. You know, they this is such good. a long show. I feel like you just took all the information out of me. You good? You are now. Okay. All right. So you good? Mm-hmm.